Good morning. I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. Welcome to Daily Reflections. Each day we spend time in prayer and just open the word, open the scriptures. I'm Father John, and this podcast is meant to, to guide us and challenge us to grow in our relationship with Jesus. You are a blessing. You're a gift. God loves you so very much. And I just want to thank you for joining me today on this second Sunday of Easter, Sunday of Divine Mercy. We begin with Psalm 118, verse 2 to 4, 13 to 15, 22 to 24. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Together, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His mercy endures forever. I was hard-pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Together, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Our gospel for today is is taken from John chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. 
You know, I received this wonderful online Catholic news and information website called Alatea. And it's a really a, a great um, newsletter. You know, it, was the, it, it has the approval of the Pontifical Council for Social Communications and the Pontifical Council for Promoting the New Evangelization. And I share articles from this um, newsletter quite often on our own Facebook page. And the other day I saw a letter that they put out to help raise money for, for this newsletter. And it said, at Easter, it's easy to pretend that everyone believes in our risen Lord. After all, all around us, we see flowers, celebrations, and the blessings of spring. But don't let the blossoms fool you. Our culture is still aggressively secular, especially in the digital world. I know, I know it almost sounds impious to say that. And it's true that the pleasures of spring are earth's joyous testament to the mercy and love of God. But we need more than fields of, of daffodils and Sunday brunches to make a Catholic culture. You and I have our work cut out for us. This is why we created Alatea, to offer people the true joy of the resurrection in their everyday lives and to truly reverse the secularization of the digital world. Now, I thought that letter was rather challenging and it, it got me thinking about our lives. And it, it's true that, that for many, it is easy to, to kind of pretend. You know, my friends, we're not playing make-believe. Reversing the secularization of the digital world is, is one thing, but we also must change the way we are living in our daily lives. Jesus is risen. Jesus is alive and he comes among us to offer a new path. Today, Thomas encounters the risen Lord. And we know that before this encounter, he made clear, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Thomas is not living in a pretend world. He wants to have this experience of the risen Lord. He wants to see, just like the other disciples saw. And he's very human, just like all of us. And I believe that we make a grave mistake to get wrapped up in this title of Doubting Thomas. You know, in Mark's gospel, the disciples did not believe Mary Magdalene. And they did not believe the two disciples on their way to the country. But when they finally saw him, they believed. When we read about Thomas, we see that, you know, he's much more than what we hear of him today. We see that he is courageous. I remember when Jesus was going to, to raise Lazarus from the dead. So Thomas called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to die with him. There's no doubt here, just courage. I also think about John chapter 14, when Thomas was asking Jesus about knowing the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we see today, you know, that, that Thomas is very 
connected with Jesus. He's in a relationship with him, very profound relationship. And he's real. He has questions just like we all do. You know, how do we know the way? You know, I want to see him. I really want him in my life. And all we have to do, my friends, is look around and we also see so much doubt, a lack of real belief. Our Catholic faith is, is being tested. It's easy to live in a world of pretend or make believe. But one thing is for sure, the followers of Christ all knew that they needed Jesus in their life. They all wanted to see him. They also knew that they were broken. You know, stop your unbelief, but believe. We need to see Jesus. We need to know him. And the question is, I think, for us, do you want that as bad as, as Thomas wanted, to see his wounds, to see his love? My brothers and sisters, today we see that no locked door can keep Jesus from entering. Peace be with you. This peace is a gift of mercy. You know, I come to realize that our God is not simply a nice God who does favors. Our God is an awesome and powerful God. And always remember that our God can easily destroy us. He can easily abolish everything. But our God is perfectly, perfectly um, filled with, with love and compassion. Our God chooses to be a merciful God rich in kindness, rich in love, rich in forgiveness. We're all called to, to real contrition, however. We are called this day to, to get down on our knees and, and we're called to ask for this mercy. You know, in the letter of James chapter 2, verse 13, we hear very clearly, for the judgment is merciless to one who has not shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. All of us need Jesus to come through the locked doors of our hearts. Not one of us can do without God's mercy. In John, in 1 John, his letter, chapter 1, verse 8 to 10, we hear, if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If, if we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from every wrongdoing. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. In being a sinner, we come to realize our need for, for mercy, our, our need for forgiveness. You know, our Lord said to St. Faustina, I desire that the Feast of Mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls, and especially for poor sinners. On that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who 
approach the font of my mercy. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. On that day, all the divine floodgates through which graces flow are opened. So today, we need to ask for his mercy. We need to be merciful. We need to completely trust in Jesus. Where do we find this mercy? Well, we, we find it especially in the sacrament of reconciliation. You know, in the absolution, the priest says, God, the father of mercies, through the death and the resurrection of his son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God give you pardon and peace. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Wow. That's a powerful prayer. We also find this reconciliation, this mercy, every time we, we receive the body of Christ. Every time we come forward and, and we hear the priest say the body of Christ and we say, Amen. Our Lord loves you so very much. Allow the Lord to to pour his mercy, allow the Lord, uh, his voice to, to be heard. Peace be with you. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.